Welcome to Empire Radio with PJ Braun and Aaron Sengerman. Welcome to the Supreme Authority. PJ, we're back again with number nine. Hopefully, uh, we're thoroughly surprising all you out there since we have no day and no time to actually put this show out. It just kind of seems to have happened uh, again this week. You called me, I called you, and we uh, rounded up a time that we were both available, and here we are for number nine. Yes, yeah, it's very exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's always exciting when the last show was particularly good. And I've been tracking our uh, our numbers, not just the feedback, but our numbers. And this last show, uh, the numbers were by far the highest so far uh, out of the nine shows. And I feel like the show is picking up uh, pace. I feel like people are, are catching on to it. And um, we are growing rapidly. Yes, yes, we are uh, growing ra- rapidly. Much thanks to my uh, plethora of new subscribers mm-hmm. on Facebook now that we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting. Well, I was telling you that the numbers on this show not only went up. From, this is actually, I think we got about 30% or so more people on this show than in our second best show. And it's interesting because our second best show... Uh, jumped up considerably because I mean not our second best show our second our last show previous to this last one we did but that one also jumped up significantly I guess as a result of pe- new people listening to last week's episode and liking it so much that they went back and listened to the week before very very interesting very interesting the last episode I I will say um, uh, up to this point I've always felt that the episode when we had our girlfriends on uh, was a very dynamic episode. We had uh, a few people on that episode, uh, and I and I thought that was our best episode. But this past episode, I think, may have been our best episode yet. Well, without, uh, I think we've congratulated ourselves enough uh, enough now. Yeah. Um, you know, we said we were going to do shout outs, and you know, this is one thing that I, that you might, I'm, I'm sure, we both find interesting. Twitter doesn't have the same level of, um, I don't know. Followers, I guess. I guess that's what they use on there. Like, doesn't seem like as many people are on Twitter as are on Facebook because, like you said, you have now thirty thousand or some odd subscribers. Yet, uh, I'm destroying you in Twitter followers. And so, we requested that people hit us up if they want shoutouts on Twitter. And yours is uh, just Braun Fitness, and mine's Aaron Singerman. Both are just one word on Twitter. And we only got a few, so let's start out with our shoutouts and get them right out of the way. Um. First one is uh, Adam Bray, a.k.a. As I Lay Dying, from the RX Muscle Boards. And um, he's actually out here in uh, the Orange County area and, and uh, sent me a list of some decent gyms that I could train at in the area because I live in an area that doesn't have good gyms. Uh, he loves the show so much, he, he actually wants us to get some shirts made um, and sent to him so he can rep us in the gym. So that's something that we'll have to think about. Jerry Beck. Jerry Beck offered his services. Yes, yes, we'll have the contact. And the other one was that we gave a shout-out last week to uh, Omar Hurtado. Yes. Um, we can, I might as well reach out him this week, but uh, it was interesting. We were saying that, uh, talking about how he made his girlfriend uh, listen to the show. Uh, and she actually co- uh, contacted me and said her boyfriend does not have to make her listen to the show ever again because she loves it now and listens to it to get herself to the cardio. And uh, her name is uh, Ashley Schmidt, I believe, off the top of my head. I, I wrote these, these names down, and uh, I actually uh, have lost the paper. But, uh, thank thank God there's only two names, it. right? Yes, yeah, thank God. Thank, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> or else you'd be, in a lot of, you'd be in a lot of trouble. Yes, 
So there's our shout outs. I can handle two. I can I can memorize two. Um, so if anybody wants a shout out next week or next time we do the show, whenever that may be, go ahead and uh, and send it on Twitter to myself or PJ. You can put it out there in the open. Uh, just like mention us in a tweet or both of us or one of us. I, it's cool to see all the people that the, the you know since not that many people are on Twitter. It's cool to get feedback on the show on Twitter. So that's also cool. PJ, we have a goal for this show. We have a a theme, I guess you might say. One of our yeah. uh, our biggest fans, probably a bigger fan of you than me, I imagine, as he is a uh, gay man, uh, Spiky okay. Smith, with a name like Spiky Smith, you know, uh, he's uh, he's obviously quite a fan of yours. <laughs> so he says um, that he would like to see us. This is the guy, in case people don't realize, this is the same gentleman who suggested that we or asked that we explain the difference, the different ways of using the word gay, you know, like. Uh, since you might say it derogatory, if I was like, that dude's gay, you know, that mm-hmm. could be derogatory. If I'm talking about a straight man, if I say that dude's gay and he's gay, then it's just an observation. If you can be like, wow, I'm having such a gay time at the fair. That's like a positive yeah. way of saying gay, right? Well, yeah. uh, Spikey has challenged you and I, he says that there's two people in the bodybuilding industry that could change the way that the word gay is perceived. It's you and I, and especially you. So, uh, mm-hmm. he, he wants us to try at least throughout this show to bring gay, make gay positive, make the connotations positive. So it's going to be a challenge PJ. Whenever we feel like something is good or impressive or something on the show, I want us to say at least for this show that it's gay. You think you can do that? I think we can do that. I think we can have a gay all time today and, and uh, show how, how positive the word gay can be. I'm feeling gay. I'm feeling pretty gay. I, I, I'm feeling gay right now myself. I do. I, I, I had a great leg workout today. And whenever I have a great leg workout, it just makes me feel gay for the rest of the week. Because when I have a bad leg workout, it makes me feel, like, down and sad. You know, it's like my week is down. i gotta, I got to redo it. But I, I want to have a good one. I'm just in a gay old mood. And uh, just the rest of the week is just, just, just cruising after that, you know? You, you just get, come home from your gay workout and gay it up at the house, watch a movie, you know, relax. You and Amber yep. are gay together. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm in a good mood. You know, I'm tired from the leg workout, but I'm in a good mood, and so you know, we, we can celebrate together and and you know, do do you know other gay joyous things together. Um, you know, that I may not do if I was in a bad mood from having a, leg, a shitty leg workout. That's good. That's good. And you know what? We've got a lot of gay stuff to talk about on this show. We have a, a series of gay topics. Do you want to start right with a gay topic? Um, since that's the best uh, topics we have, or do you want to, to veer to something a little more straight and go back to gay later? Mm, I don't know. I'm in a pretty gay mood right now. Um, you can decide which way I'm using that the term. Uh, so I think we should stay on the gay topic. Right? <laughs> well, let's talk about cocks coming for PJ this week. <laughs> cocks came for you, PJ, didn't they? The cocks saved the day. Oh, you know? yeah. And it, it, it's ironic. Like, if you ever saw, like, if PJ Braun was in a jam, like, you know, who would come and help him out? Of course, the first thing you probably think is cops, right? Yeah, you're gay, they're gay, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Well, what happened was, uh, in my new place here, um, they failed to tell me when I moved into this beautiful place that my uh, my uh, porch is facing in a direction that does not agree with any satellites. So I had DirecTV come because I wanted the NFL package. No dice, they couldn't give me a satellite. And I had... Dish Network come, no dice, they couldn't give me a satellite. Right. So I said to the guy, you know, 
And, and at this point, you know, I'm not feeling too gay about anything. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. And I said to the guy, what do, what do I do? You're the second guy that's come here now. It's telling me they can't give me, you know, TV. What do I do? And the guy was like, you're going to have to contact Cox. That's your last, that's your last resort is to get the Cox over here and uh, they'll set you up with cable. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, that's fitting. Um, and we contacted the, the Cox guy. And this guy was great. Let me tell you, this guy was so awesome. He was so gay. He had knee pads on, like he had gear on. He got really into it. He set us up. He did, he programmed the remote control for us. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. Cox is Cox is apparently so, all about service. Yes, dude. Of course, dude. If you're if you're going to be down with the Cox, you got to be down with good service. Right. So, um, you know, the Coxman came and serviced us, <laughs> and uh, now the Coxman. We are, we are, uh, uh, interesting uh, uh, side note the coxman I, I guess this isn't funny but it was funny to me i was in the other room and um the the, the coxman was on the phone with his mom for some reason <laughs> and uh, and uh we have really shitty service in our house so you you know you drop calls a lot and you hear people yelling a lot and mother of the room and I, I heard him going mom mom i can't hear you mom mom <laughs> And I was just laughing. I was like, I came out. I was like, is he screaming at his mom? And like laughing and laughing. And she was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. He was trying to talk to her. But, you know, obviously there's no service here. I'm like, oh, I'm hearing somebody yelling, mom. It's it's the Coxman over here putting in our TV screaming at his mom. And it, was just it was just kind of funny to hear that from the other room. But uh, I now have TV, which is, oh, so fantastic. It's so gay to have TV again. I, I'm... So just elated and gay over having having TV back. And you had and you had no internet too, so you're extra gay because you got that back. Oh my god, dude. I was so pissed not having internet. I had to go to the business center and and use their computers. You know they don't want me in there. They want like actual like business people in there. They don't want like creatures that look like me. No, and they, and and also you're not in there just for a few minutes, you're in there regularly for hours at a time. So they're like, get this guy yeah. off the damn computer already. Yeah, they're like, "What's you doing in there?" You know. <laughs> of course, when they when they when they come to look, it's probably when I was on like Facebook or whatever. You know what I mean? But I actually <laughs> have to do. I actually had to do all my emails and everything for you know for my online business. I can't miss those things. You know, I pride myself on being fast with my clients, so I had to spend a lot of time in there. But now, uh, thankfully, I have internet back. Well, that that must make your life a lot easier. Between, I guess, so that means you don't even have to go rent movies anymore. You can rent them right off the Cox, right? You can get them off the Cox, yes. There's a, a large uh, selection with Cox, and um, you can you can get whatever you want. We I've been redboxing movies a lot. I think I've actually redboxed every movie worth seeing at this point. Um, you know that brings up a good uh, a good topic of a movie that I recommended to you, Cowboys and Aliens, which you were like you're like um, you seemed actually shocked that I thought the Cowboys and Aliens was so amazingly gay. Yeah, and I, I told Amber, I was like, we're going to get this. Aaron is always right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he says a, a movie is gay. So she was like, okay, and I was, whatever, I'll watch it. She's like, I get to pick a movie, too. I was like, yeah, pick whatever you want. So What did she pick? Um, actually, I, I vetoed her pick. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I picked Hostel 3, uh, which was not gay at all. It was actually horrible. Uh, I do not recommend anyone seeing Hostel 3. I actually had a strong feeling 
said it was not going to be good, but I got it anyway. Whenever uh, it's whenever it's it three, whenever it is three, like it's the third movie in the series, it's almost always guaranteed to be bad. With exception of the Saw movies. Yeah, Saw movies, yeah, because they actually had Saw 3, which was good, you know. Um, you're right, you're right. There's, there are exceptions. I mean, also, I'll, I would say that if it's not the number three isn't in the title and it's like the third movie in a trilogy, let's say, like Lord of the Rings or something, mm-hmm. or uh, even uh, my my mother and my, da- my, my daughter, my sister love Harry Potter and there's been like a billion of those. And they, they yeah, yeah, yeah. and all people seem to like them no matter what number they're on, but it doesn't have the actual number in it. Um, so you can just generally uh, know that if it says three or four or two, it's probably bad. How many Friday the 13th movies were there? There was like 10 of those. I think there was at least 10. Cause don't you remember Friday the 13th X? Yes, I uh, do. Um, that one, I, if I remember correctly, that one wasn't that actually that bad. I think most, there was like a, a series of them that were horrible that I didn't see that got bad reviews. And I think I may have actually seen number 10. There was one, um, it had to be around like eight, nine, ten when he, it was like the future and they were in outer space. Did you, that one was kind of cheesy. Did you see that one? Uh, yeah, I, I remember seeing, I think I was really high for that one actually. <laughs> so it probably seemed a lot gayer then. But, um, no, no, I think uh, I was high, like passing out high. So I don't, I don't remember. Uh, okay. Not, yeah, not high yeah. in a gay way. High in a bad way. You were like, way. you were like totally high. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't good. Um, uh, you know which one was cool though? Uh, I don't know if you would actually consider this part of the, the Friday the 13th series, but, uh, Jason versus Freddy, I actually enjoyed quite a bit. Jason versus Freddy? Yeah, that was okay. I like Alien versus Predator. How about that shit? Yeah, I like Alien versus Predator too. You know what? Predators was pretty cool too. With what's his name, uh, Adrian Brody. I didn't, like I didn't that think he was. Like that I didn't think he was going to be good because I think Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody is kind of a douche. But he was pretty good in that movie, and and I liked the way they did the ending uh, with him covering himself in in, uh, in mud, like play, paying homage to the uh, the original Predator. Arnold Arnold would have killed Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody to me, he always looks. I always think of him as the Jewish guy from the. Uh, from the what was the movie where he plays the Holocaust survivor? That's what I think of every time. The piano or something. I, I think he was. The, yeah. That's what <laughs> yeah. I think of him. So I'm like, how is this Jewish Holocaust survivor going to fight Predator? It's ridiculous. Or the aliens? No, those those, those Jews are crafty. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Yeah, he could have like he he didn't play crafty. He played a badass though. I don't know. It just I did I didn't I didn't buy it. I'm glad that you liked. It was it, funny. But. He had like the badass voice and everything. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Anyway, we we're getting off topic here. I want to go back to uh, Aliens the movie versus they recommended me to watch. Cowboys yeah. versus Aliens. Um, now, I remember when this was, uh, you know, I remember seeing commercials for this when it came out and being like, stupid, who's going to fucking see that? Me too, me too. Um, and I, I don't know, I think I ignored or, or perhaps didn't even pay attention to seeing that, that not only does it have Daniel Craig, who's a very, very big star, but also has Harrison Ford, you know, one of, one of the... You know, Harrison Ford's one of the probably the most uh, known, you know, action, you know, actors ever with the, all the Indiana Jones series and Star Wars. You know, so I guess I, I didn't even think to myself, well, this movie has two great actors in it. So it's probably going to be better than what the title suggests. But the title is just, it's just so stupid. It, Cowboys versus Aliens, it just sounds like, it just doesn't work. Cowboys and Aliens just don't mix. No, it, it was stupid. Uh, that was definitely 
Definitely one of the worst titles I can imagine for a movie. Let's let's give a little background for people because I imagine very few people saw this movie because yeah. of the title. And like you said, I wouldn't have seen it either, and I, I never had any plans to see it because it sounded stupid. I don't even remember the trailer. I just remember the name, and I was like, stupid. Um, yeah. But I was on the way uh, to Houston. I was riding first class, and the movies are for free, so I just... I decided to watch it, right? I was like, what the hell? It's free. And I started watching it. I was like, holy – first of all, when the director came up and it was John Favreau who did Swingers and uh, Iron Man and uh, a whole uh, – what, Buddy the Elf or whatever it's called, uh, Elf. He, you know, he, he's a good director. And uh, and so when I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe it's got a chance. And then I saw Harrison Ford and I was like, wow, I didn't even know that. But the movie, the, the gist of the movie is you're in the wild, wild west and this guy wakes up. Uh, Daniel Craig with no memory of uh, who he is or what's he doing. And he has this strange metallic bracelet around his wrist and he doesn't know what that is either. And basically he's a bad motherfucker. I mean, totally bad motherfucker. And the opening scene caught me when he, when the three guys ride up on him, I don't want to ruin any of the movie, but like that first scene, you got to admit that caught your interest right away. Right? Yeah. Totally unexpected. I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, all right, I can get into this movie. And and you did. So I'm recommending this movie, and I know now you are too. So all the people listening, go out and rent this thing because it's good. If you like – it's actually a high-quality action movie in reality. I, I, I actually would say it was a great movie. Now, when I say great, I don't mean it was like epic like Braveheart. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But uh, I thought it was a great movie. And, um, you know, uh, Amber – I, who was watching it with me, um, she has a bit of a, uh, a habit of falling asleep during movies. Ooh. Ooh. She thought it was an okay slash good movie, but thought I was really going a little overboard by saying it was a great movie. But I was like, you fell asleep a couple times. You probably slept through the parts that were awesome, and that's yeah. why you're saying mm-hmm. No, that's a, that is a uh, my, my, one of my biggest beefs with Darielle. Unfortunately, I'm a big movie person, and she is the opposite. She is like a not-at-all movie person. And um, she has the habit, just like Amber, of regularly falling asleep during the movie. And uh, I think there's almost nothing worse than watching a movie with somebody who regularly falls asleep during it. Because there's something to be said about watching a movie with somebody who's enjoying it also, you know, because then you're like enjoying it together. If they're falling asleep, it almost distracts you from the movie. Yeah, because you're like, it's hard to not be concerned with them. You know, you, I suppose some people could not give a crap at all. But when you're really, really into the movie and you want to discuss it and, you know, you might want to quote. I, I quote lines from movies all the time, but I don't bother doing that with Amber because I know that she just falls asleep during the movie. So she's probably not going to remember the quotes that I'm saying. Right. Right. And, and so that, that is very annoying. And I've told Darielle, the thing with, with Darielle is like, it doesn't even matter if it's good or bad almost all the time. She will fall asleep. And then the thing about it is she, when you fall asleep during a movie, you miss, you can, even if it's just for a few minutes, you can miss a part that will come up later. And then she'll be like, this movie doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I'll be like, I'll be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. She'll say it doesn't you, make you sense. Were, uh, you, you went as far as to say that that was her worst quality. Yeah. You know, she has a few uh, uh, bad qualities, but put it to you this way. She has so, she has so few. Um, that really bother me, that, that that is very high on the list. Yeah. I mean, if, if that is her worst quality, though, you lucked out. You really oh, no. I, I, there's no doubt about it that I lucked out. You know, um, 
there's no doubt. I, I would never complain. She does so many. She does so many good things that little bad things like that don't mean much. I just know now to uh, to not ex- to expect her to fall asleep in the movie. Now I don't even ask her. I used to be like, "Do you want to see this, babe, or do you want to see this?" Now it doesn't even matter because she won't. Uh, she won't stay awake. I tried it. The worst mistake you can do, and you probably know this from Amber, is with a girl, or I suppose with a guy friend, is to watch a movie that you've already seen that you loved. So that she can watch it and enjoy it too, which to me, yeah. I get, if she really was into it, I would get as much enjoyment or maybe even more of her watching it, me seeing her watch it or being able to talk to her about it after, uh, then I would get even watching it myself. But when I like, if I play like, um, what did I try to play for her recently? Something recently that I really liked one of the, uh, movies that you'd be shocked that she hadn't seen and like 15 minutes in it, she's sleeping. I'm like, Oh man, are you kidding? You know? Yeah. Uh, Amber wants me to see a lot of movies like, but you know, a lot of them are like, you know, romantic, you know, type of movies, which I have no problem seeing, but you know, if she had seen it and she wants me to watch it with her and I know that she's going to fall asleep, then it kind of like makes me not want to see it. Cause I, I, I don't want to discuss it with her, you know? And, um, you know, for instance, um, I never saw Adjustment Bureau, which I'd always wanted to see. Yeah, good movie. And, and I'll tell you, this will just let, this is to give you, this is going to blow your mind how often she falls asleep during movies. That I really wanted to see Adjustment Bureau, right? And she was like, oh, I heard that was really good. I heard that was really good. So we rent the movie, and um, maybe 20 minutes, half hour into the movie, she goes, Wait a minute, I've seen this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, you need to tell me that you had to watch the first half an hour to realize that you saw it. And she was like, yeah, I couldn't remember. I think I fell asleep probably the first time. And I was like, I can, t- I can see one minute of a movie right. and tell you if I've seen it before. 30 seconds. I, and I can tell you if I've seen it. Of course. She had to watch a half an hour of it. And then she actually fell asleep after that. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed Injustice Bureau a lot. I, I really liked the movie, but uh, I've watched that one uh, pretty much alone. Uh, well, um, I'll have to think of any new uh, good suggestions for you. We've been seeing a lot of movies lately since I started doing the uh, movie review, or Muscle at the Movies, we call it, with John Hanson and myself. We're doing the movie reviews every week uh, on RX Muscle. And we do like a little video review. I'm like, I think he calls me, I don't know. I don't remember the difference between Siskel and Ebert, but I'm like the tough one. So I think I'm Siskel and he's Ebert. He's like the happy one that likes everything. And I'm like the guy, I'm like the, I'm like the curmudgeon that doesn't like anything. You're like the douchebag. Yeah. I'm like, sucks. Now, I'm really yeah, not. I'm, I'd have, you know, I'd have one of those though. You know? Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not impressed that easily. You know, a movie has to be really good. Uh, and I don't follow like the, uh, the, the typical thing, like it, I have to. I'm not going to say I liked the movie because it got good reviews or because it was a good quality movie. It can be a great movie, like that one Young Adults I saw. That was a good movie, but I didn't enjoy it, so I'm not going to give it a high review because it was good writing, or you know mm-hmm. the, the actors were great, were cast really good, really well, or the storylines. If I walk away from the movie and I was like, eh, I'm not going to say it was good because it was a gr- written really well. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's talk about California, PJ. I, I don't want to go too far into this because we got a commercial break coming up in a few minutes. But mm-hmm. um, you haven't been liking California much, and uh, I read on your Twitter today that uh, you got pulled over. You have gotten a series, a long series of tickets for being uh, for have living in California less than two months. Did you get another ticket today? For one month. For one month. Less okay. One month. What less than one month? See, time. Who knows what the time? Mm-hmm. Um, in less than one month. 
Please tell me you did not get another ticket today. I, I got a ticket today, and this was a, this was an interesting. This was my first time ever being pulled over by a chips uh, officer. And um, to our under thirty listeners that don't know what that is, um, in the I I, I want to say eighties, but it could have been early nineties. There was there was a uh, popular TV show called Chips. Yeah, and um, the chips <laughs> the chips police officers are. Um, they, they are officers that patrol the highway on little, like cute little police motorcycles. They're not like badass motorcycles at all. No, they're not cross rockets. They're not Harleys. They're like, why, why, just a quick question, PJ, why would they provide the chips officers with little, um, small motorcycles? Why not give them a big freaking gay ass Harley? You would think they would give them a big gay ass Harley, but you know what I'm thinking it is? And, and this is actually just dawning on me now. The, the light bulb went off over my head. Uh, when you're a genius, things like that happen. <laughs> um, I, I think that they give them these little motorcycles. And I'm, I'm wondering if this is exclusive to California only because the traffic is so horrendous out here that they can weave in and out of all the cars. on the oh, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That would be good. That's a legitimate reason. I didn't know if there was. Yeah, one. I, I, I would guess. That's got to be what it is. I've never seen these officers anywhere else. These, and they wear um, like a light, like a beige or like taupe uh, <laughs> colored uniform, uh, like a like a light UPS uniform they wear with a, nice. with a gay little hat. Anyway, this this chips officer comes behind me, and anytime a cop is behind you, you're already like, you know, you're not feeling gay at all. Especially, especially you, because you are, you are, it's been since your little arrest, that whole yes. incident, you like me, I, I, you know, I got arrested when I was 18, and to this day, and I'm not doing anything that I have to worry about now, I'm, I'm, everything is legal on my car, I'm fully insured, I'm not carrying drugs, I have nothing to worry about, I have no warrants, but when I'm driving and a cop pulls behind me, I still get nervous to this day, 14 years later. Oh, dude, are you kidding? Oh, man. I, I, and it's funny because Amber's like, why do you get so nervous? But I always assume, like, I assume when they see me rolling that they're hating. <laughs> and they're, they're trying to catch me riding dirty. <laughs> and I, don't, I, I, I honestly always think I'm riding dirty now. I, don't, I never even know. You know, so I'm like, something's probably, I probably have a light out or, you know, maybe my insurance isn't up to par or Maybe I'm, I, my car is registered in Connecticut, but perhaps I didn't register in California yet, which is actually factual. And uh, I'm like, oh, great. Here I go off to jail again. But this guy didn't even pull me over for speeding. He, on his little ship's motorcycle, was able to see at going 75 miles per hour that I didn't have my seatbelt on. How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. And I'll tell you what sucks really bad. Another thing that sucks about California Um in New York and Connecticut, where I have gotten tickets in the past, where I used to live, um, you know, sometimes they'll just blast you with a huge fee, $400, $500, whatever, you know. Um, and you can, you can either just pay it or you can plead not guilty and you can go to court and fight it, which they'll usually lower it down. Now, I'm thinking to myself, all right, just give me a seatbelt ticket. I'll just pay it. I don't want to be bothered. You know what I mean? Right. He gives me my ticket, and you don't even fucking, sorry, Isaac, get a chance I'm going to feel like swearing again because I'm so frustrated about this, but I want to fucking, sorry, as I keep swearing. But you, you, I have to go to court. It doesn't say, like, like what you were going to pay, whatever. You don't have the option of pleading or not guilty. It gives, you just get, like, a promise to appear in court. 
So now I got to go to court for a freaking stupid seatbelt. But I just wish that I could just pay. You know what I mean? And just have it my day inconvenience now, all because of the ship's police officer. Wow. And um, for people who don't know, and well, I'm assuming most people don't know, how many tickets have you gotten now since you've lived in California for less than a month? My first uh, 10 days in California, I got, I believe, four parking tickets. Um, oh. you, it's like they, they have all these rules, like no parking on Wednesdays and Sundays, no parking from 10 to this time, uh, street cleaning at 8. Like, you got to move your car around all over the place, you know, to try to beat it. And if you're tired and you're lazy or whatever and you don't look at the sign the right way, boom, there you go. It's like 67 bucks every time that you do that. Um, but uh, I'm out of L.A. now, so I assume my uh, ticket numbers should be going down. Uh, now, now that I'm down south in San Clemente, I would freaking hope so. Otherwise, uh, it's gonna it's gonna break you with all these tickets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, way to ruin a gay mood is getting tickets <laughs> like that. Yeah, you're you're just getting back from a really gay leg training workout, and they got to really bring it down. Really well, this was actually uh, this was actually on my way. Oh, that's good. That's good. that's good. You could take well, I, out. I actually that. used I used that anger. And I took it out of my legs. All right. Well, PJ, we're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, you'll hear more about California, about me and PJ's opinions on Pinkberry. You can't miss that. Uh, Derek Farnsworth, the ART IFB pro bodybuilding expert. Uh, PJ got worked on by him, and we'll talk about all that and handshakes and fist bumps in California after the break. Two minutes. PJ is going to be picking our next song, and hopefully it's a good one. We'll be back. in my veins, blood in my eyes, hate in my heart, love in my mind, I seen nights full of pain, days are the same, you keep the sunshine, save me the rain, I search but never find, hurt but never cry, I work and forever try, but I'm cursed so never mind, and it's worse but better times seem further and beyond, the top gets higher, the more that I climb, the spot gets smaller. And I get bigger, trying to get in where I fit in. No room for a nigga, but soon for a nigga, it be on, motherfucker. Cause all this bullshit, it made me strong, motherfucker. So I pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head. Yeah, bitch, I'ma pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head. Yeah, and I could die now, rebirth, motherfucker. Hop up in my spaceship and Motherfucker, I'm gone. Motherfucker, I'm gone. Oh. I know what they don't want to tell you. Just hope you're heaven sent and you're hell proof. I, I walk up in the world and cut the lights off. And confidence is a stain they can't wipe off. Huh. My word is my pride, but wisdom is bleak, and that's a word from the wise. Serve to survive, murdered and bribed, and when it got too heavy, I put my burdens aside so I could pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head. <laughs> yeah, bitch, I'ma pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head. Yeah, and I could die now, rebirth, motherfucker, hop up in my spaceship. 
the show This pain you'll never know If only you could see just how lonely and how cold And frostbit I'll become My back's against the wall When push comes to shove I just stand up and scream fuck them all Man it feels like these walls are closing in This roof is caving in Fuck it's time to raise it then Your days are numbered like pages in My poker rhymes got them cooking Boy this crooked mind of mine Got them all shook and scared to look in my eyes I stole that fucking clock I took the time and I came up from behind And pretty much snuck up and fuck up this game up Better be careful when you bring my name up Fuck this fame that ain't what I came to claim But the game ain't gonna be the same on the days that I leave it But I swear one way or another I'ma make these fucking haters believe it I swear to God, won't spare to ride I'm a man of my words so your fucking head's better not Run the fuck around in this bitch and roast everybody Sleep on me, that pillow is where your head will lie Permanently, bitch, it's petty by This world is my Easter egg, yeah, prepare to die My head is warm, my confidence is up The stage is my pedestal, I'm unstoppable Incredible, Hulk, you're trapped in my medicine ball I can run circles around you so fast your fucking head will spin door I split your cabbage and your lettuce and olives I fucking pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head Yeah, bitch, I'ma pick the world up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head Yeah, and I can die now, rebirth, motherfucker Hop up in my spaceship and leave Earth, motherfucker, I'm gone Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio. And we were just talking about California. And one of the things that uh, California is known for, at least by me, um, from watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, is Pinkberry. And uh, that's uh, one of the things that I know you were looking forward to trying. You were very excited to try the yogurt, the ice cream, or I guess it's, what, what, what do you say, soft serve, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Soft serve at Pinkberry. Um, why don't you give us an overview for people who don't know, uh, who are not enlightened, they don't know about Pinkberry. What is Pinkberry? It's kind of funny because I actually only knew about Pinkberry because of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, seeing that episode made me want to have Pinkberry. But uh, Pinkberry is, um, correct me if I'm mistaken, it's frozen yogurt, right? Yeah, frozen yogurt, yeah, yeah. It's not actually ice cream, but it's no. it, it's actually um, the flavors are pretty unique. Um, they have a, a variety of flavors, and, and I believe that um, they're lower calorie. Many of them are, are fat free. Actually, right. <laughs> as a matter of fact, they only have two flavors uh, that were not fat free, uh, and I actually had them swirl those flavors together for me: the chocolate and the peanut butter. I was like, I, I want the fat. Give me the fat stuff. That's, um, that's how I feel. Their original flavor, um, I, I think it's just called original, uh, is, is kind of like a berry-ish type of flavor. Um, it's, it's nothing spectacular by, by any means. They say that's the most popular flavor. Um, but it doesn't surprise me because it's a little bit light and, um, and kind of, well, I can't, use, I can't use that word, so I'll, I'll say it's a little bit kind of a, a faggoty because... Oh no, that's bad too, PJ. That's a bad. Well, yes, that's I, 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 wanna, I, I was going to say I was going to say gay, but it's really not gay because, like you know, we like gay. Gay is good. Well, wouldn't so, fa- I think that I think that um, Spikey would object to us saying that faggoty is bad. Well, maybe well, I don't know. I even mean, gay people there's, do. Say there's it. never an instance where fag can mean good in any, yeah, in yeah, any way. You're right. You're right. I think fag is even an insult from a gay person to another gay person. Yes. No. Although, although in, in some. Uh, countries they actually call cigarettes fags. Yes, they do in England. 
of England. Yes. Can, uh, can, can I bum a fag off of you? <laughs> yeah. Go, go smoke a couple of fags outside. Whenever I whenever I, I see uh, Giles Thomas, the MD uh, Euroscene reporter, I always <laughs> I always make sure to say something like that to him because he's from uh, Great Britain, of course. Yes. So so Pinkberry, I was excited for Pinkberry, so I went into Pinkberry. Um, and it's very, like, pretty. It's not like your normal, like, ice cream shop that you're going to see in, like, Texas or New York. You know, it's it's very pretty and, like, you know, nicely, like, decorated California style. Um, and um, it's it's a little expensive, right? Wouldn't you say it's a little expensive? Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's very expensive. We, we were comparing it to uh, our favorite uh, ice cream or soft serve uh McDonald's compared to soft serve, like a small, for example, you get some fruit. A lot of people put fruit in their pink berry. Uh, I think that's the mm-hmm. idea. So like, you'll get, like you said, like the original with, you know, maybe some strawberries or blueberries and it's a pretty relatively healthy uh, dessert. Yes. Uh, and uh, for a small, you're looking at about $5. Um, and as you know, and I well know, you can get five uh, ice cream cones or five caramel sundaes at McDonald's for that price. So yes, I would say that it's very expensive. Yeah, and um, you know, people will say, "Oh, it's 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 not it's healthy. It's not as bad as ice cream." And it is definitely not as bad as ice cream is for you. But my argument to that is, it's really not good for you either. So if you're going to go out and indulge yourself, you better go all out. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to eat some food that's not not good quality that's not great for my body i want it to taste damn good and i and i i want to be uh elated i want to feel gay when i'm done eating it you know Absolutely. i've never i've never had like a big hot fudge sundae you know with whipped cream and cherries and not felt freaking gay when i was done with it you know Absolutely. Uh, whereas pink, pink berry i went as aggressive as you could go at pink berry i got peanut butter and chocolate pink berry swirled together with uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, Captain Crunch, and Heath Bar put on top of it. So I went pretty aggressive. That's very aggressive for Pink Berry. The people in the store uh, and then the line, they were gasping. It was a lot for them to handle when I, when I wanted that all. They're like, um, are you sure? Yes. They were like, the sheer uh, weight of the calories of that uh, was enough for the actual the cash register when the guy punched it all in, just put all question marks. It didn't even open. It didn't know how to respond to what the guy typed in, because I don't think anyone's ever got that before. Um, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I wasn't um, overwhelmed with it by any means. I, I would rather have some Ben and Jerry's, to be honest with you, and, and, and it, that is also a cheaper alternative. Um, but at least I can say that I had Pinkberry. It's not something that will be tops on my list to go to again. I think it's disappointing. So for all you out there considering Pinkberry right now, don't do it. Save your money and get five McDonald's. Right, without a doubt, without or doubt. or or you could get one big pint of Ben and Jerry's, which is also, like you said, probably a even. A, I'll tell you, and, and this is actually even a step up from McDonald's, still cheaper than than Pinkberry. If you can go to to a Dairy Queen and get a Blizzard, mm, yeah. those are out. Those are outstanding. Mm-hmm, I agree. Also cheaper than Pinkberry. Also cheaper. Um, since we're talking about good deals, uh, I'm going to segue away from California. Although we will come back for the ART. Because uh, I'm mm-hmm. actually interested in hearing that one. I, I haven't heard the whole uh, the whole story behind uh, Derek working on you and how it all went. But yep. sushi, okay? I love sushi. You like sushi? 
I love sushi. Yeah. So sushi is, um, it's universally, well, I can't see, you know, there are some bodybuilders out there and some figure girls and stuff, bikini that don't like it, but it's pretty rare. I think most people like it. And, and uh, it is uh, something, if you do it right, it can be relatively healthy. You can even do it when you're dieting. I did it when I was dieting. Um, because basically if you just stick with the sashimi, then you can, I mean, it's got no carbs. You can do a little rice mm-hmm. or something like that. It's very clean. Very clean. Um, unless you get the my, fancy My, my problem with sushi is when you're a big guy like we are and you consume as much food as we do, I mean, if I want to get full eating sushi, I'm spending like 80 bucks, you know? Right. And so here is my tip, PJ. It's going to help you. It's going to help all the people out there like me and you that are big eaters. What I suggest you do is, well, you may know this, PJ, a piece of sushi, like salmon sushi, is mm-hmm. considerably expensive, more expensive than a piece of salmon sashimi, even though there's either yeah. the same size meat or even possibly that the sashimi is bigger than the, the, the salmon sushi. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I suggest is that you get the sashimi only um, and then get a bowl of sushi rice on the side. And what you do is, what I do is, sushi rice, first of all, is either for free or $2, right around there, because the rice is like nothing. Uh, they give you a big bowl of rice. You could even ask for a huge bowl of rice. Usually they won't charge you anymore. And you take that rice, you put it on one of the plates, you pour some, uh, as much, uh, soy sauce as you, as you like to taste. I like a pretty good mitt, not a ton, but pretty good. So I'll put it on top of the rice and then I'll scoop up some rice with a fork and then stab one of the pieces of the, uh, sashimi and eat it like that. And I get a lot more. I mean, for $30, you can get a, usually get a pretty damn good bit of sashimi. Um, and I can walk out of there full by myself for 30 bucks, sometimes less, depending on the place. We got a place by us, origami sushi, that the pieces, the, the actual salmon pieces are like two ounces each. Um, and you get three for $4. So I can, I can actually order three orders of that with a thing of rice, and I'll get one spicy tuna roll or something, which is like four or five bucks. And I could come out of that place with the tip and everything by myself for like twenty six, twenty seven bucks. Wow, that uh, is a brilliant, brilliant move. Yes, yes, uh, I discovered this, and uh, as a Jewish man, you know, you're always looking for a good deal. And uh, now this is all that I do. I don't. I let you know, Darielle, when she's not dieting, she, she's not starting till February first. She's been. Um, I've been suggesting that she has whatever she wants lately. And, and she's actually been maintaining her body weight, eating pretty much anything she wants. So she'll do the fancy rolls because she can't eat much. But if me and you do the fancy rolls, you could eat. That's an easy way to spend some serious money. Cause those, the yeah, rolls and I, I, I do like the fancy rolls. I yeah. do. So you get one fancy roll and then you get a whole bunch of sashimi and a, and a bowl of rice. Bam. Right there. You got a good little meal. That's a, that's a smart idea. That's so a smart idea. I didn't even think about that. Iron Empire, we're not just entertaining you. We're also saving you money. Hmm? How about that? How, How about that? Yeah. So tell me about ART training. Tell me about ART okay. with uh, Derek. All right. So for our listeners, I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't know what ART is. Um, ART stands for active release treatment. Okay. And um, active release treatment is a form of, it's a form of massage therapy, really. Now, what a lot of these active release treatment guys will do, uh, you know, sometimes you'll find chiropractors that do it. Sometimes you'll find massage therapists that specialize in it. Uh, but I find it's, it's not easy to find somebody that's really, really good with working on bodybuilders. Because right. the way you work on, you know, a 60-year-old lady is going to be considerably different 
than the way you work on a bodybuilder, of course. There's so much more tissue to work with. Now, what happens um, whether you have a serious injury or not, when you're training hard, when you're doing physical activities, you, you know, obviously develop lots and lots of, of little micro tears in your muscles. Sometimes you can get serious injuries. Um, we've all, or most of us have had serious injuries if we've been in the game long enough. What happens when you have serious injuries is you develop a scar tissue buildup, you develop, um, you know, basically junk inside your, your muscles, like stuff that basically is, is not supposed to be there. So when you have these buildups in your muscle, there's a series of things that can happen. Number one, um, the muscle becomes spastic, basically, and it doesn't function the way that it is supposed to function. It doesn't get the amount of blood flow that it is supposed to get. And your body runs um, basically like an electrical like circuit board. So you can, if you can figure, you know, use a... The arm, for an example, if you want to use the bicep, for example, if you have had a bicep injury, perhaps a torn bicep or some kind of injury where you've suffered uh, and, and had a buildup of scar tissue and other deposits in the muscle, what can happen is when your brain sends the signal for the muscle to contract and function properly, the blood flow cannot get from point A to point B because of these deposits. So what they do with ART therapy, and it's great for people that have had muscle tears, all kinds of injuries. Now, I've had bad shoulder injuries. I've had I've torn both biceps, so I'm pretty beat up. Now, this type of therapy, when done properly, they can go in manually with their hands um, and basically break down the scar tissue buildup that you have. Um, even if you have it in a joint, for instance, my shoulder joint is, is destroyed. It's, my, my mobility on my right side is horrible. And I'm always in pain. But I found that ART therapy is the one thing that can take my pain away and get me to train the way I want to train. Um, and they, they will literally go in inside, like, your armpit. They'll go in from the back. You know, it, it, there's, a, there's a series of, of uh, you know, different things that they can do for just one area. You know, you know they, can, they can attack it from, from all over, your neck, your back, whatever. All the muscles of your body can be worked on. And what they're going to do is they're basically going to move the muscle in the plane of motion that it's supposed to be moved in while deeply, deeply massaging it and generating more blood flow over the area. Now, this is not necessarily the most scientific way of, uh, you know, describing what it is, but I think that people understand it's a very deep, deep form of, of healing massage. It's, it's not something that you go to to relax. But I, I do feel that, that, that ART is very, very beneficial. It's something that I stand firmly behind. Now, I have gone to a few different ART guys in my life, and the first few that I went to were terrible. I did not know they were terrible because I didn't know what true ART really was. Uh, but I wasn't getting better. They weren't getting in deep, and it was a waste of my time. Now, Evan Sentapani, my good friend, you, you know, you discussed, um, you know, a lot of things that Evan has, has done for me in my life has, you know, helped me out in certain ways. Um, you know, he, he is very, very wise. He's definitely he's definitely many, many, definitely gay for sure. Oh yes, very gay. He's yeah. he's definitely wise when it comes to the human body. He directed me to a guy named Dr. Michael Trotnia, who is a truly truly brilliant man. Uh, the guy is amazing with with nutrition, with training. Uh, he's a chiropractor. He has got you know multiple degrees in certification. The guy is good at what he does. Now, Dr. Mike basically cured my destroyed shoulder. Uh, now, the injury will always be there, and uh, I, um, you know, I, I 
have gone through periods of intense pain in my shoulders. Um, but he took away most of my pain. You know, I don't want to say that I'm 100%, but I would say I'm in the 90s, able to train pretty much the way I want to. Now, out here, there is a pro bodybuilder that our bodybuilding fan listeners, I'm sure, will know, Derek Farnsworth. Uh, now, Derek Farnsworth is known for a couple of things. He's known for being uh, what pound for pound, arguably the strongest man in bodybuilding, would you say? Uh, Got to be pound for pound. I mean, he's not that great on, like, pressing stuff, but his deadlift and squat. Yeah. I don't know, even pound for pound with the pressing stuff, he is only, what, 160 pounds or so, 170 pounds at the most? I mean, he competes uh, at 140. Yeah, he's, he, yeah he's, I, I mean, he has done some uh, pretty amazing uh, strength feats in the um, – in the cage, in the animal cage, at the Arnold, does he squat his own body weight like hundreds of times or something like that? He can something squat insane. like like double his weight like fifty times or something like that. Um, but, yeah, so he he's 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 strong. <laughs> anyway, so he's known for his strength, but he's also known for being, uh, I I guess what you would say uh, someone that is a master of ARC therapy, and he's worked on. A lot of the best bodybuilders, and I'm sure a lot of people saw a video that pretty much went viral. I mean, everybody saw the video of him working on Jay Cutler right. uh, before the Olympia. And uh, that video made me want to go see Derek. Um, so Derek actually uh, works out of the world's gym that I train at, and I made an appointment with him. And I, I texted him. It's interesting. I texted him. I said, I'm really excited uh, you know, to have you work on me. And he texted me back, laugh out loud, remember you said that. Uh, because it's very, very painful, and I'm sure he's used to just, you know, kicking people's asses. But I, I have a strange pain tolerance, uh, and I know myself that if it doesn't hurt, then they're not getting in deep enough. So if it's hurting, if he can hurt me, that means he's getting in good enough, he's going to help me heal. So I, I made my appointment with Derek, and i got to tell you, he is outstanding. Uh, first of all, he's a, he's a pro bodybuilder. He understands what we do. He understands how we want to train, he understands, you know, how pain can, you know, set us back. And he understands very, very well the way that the, the muscles of the human body work. So, you know, he was really, really um, aggressive about going in from multiple different areas, saying what moves hurt you in the gym, what motions hurt you, and then saying, okay, get on the table, we're going to work on those motions. And I'll tell you, as he was working on me, you know, there was a couple things that he, he was like, this is going to hurt really bad. And I said, do what you got to do. Um, and it would start hurting, of course, uh, but I would just breathe and let him carry me out the way he had to. And then he would say, all right, get off the table, move it around. And I, I was shocked by how much improved my mobility was by, I'll tell you one thing that blew my mind. He worked on my bad elbow. Now my left elbow is so bad. The tendonitis is so bad that the muscle has atrophied. I can't really train, um, my triceps with anything other than cables and it has to be light because the pain is so bad. Hmm. And the left one you can see is atrophy. It's, it's clear that, obviously, you, you're, you always see your own imperfections, but even other people can say, wow, the arm looks smaller than the other one. And this was something that really like bothered me, that I truly believed that there was some kind of fascial issue that I had going on that he could fix. And he, he saw it. He got me on the table. He attacked the arm from a few different angles. And he was like, go up and hit your tricep now. And, dude, I touched my tricep, and I was amazed. that The size of my tricep had changed dramatically from what he did. There was so much blood flow in the area. And he was like, wow, look at that. And he's like, let's get back down. He was all excited, too. And he started working on it from different angles. And 
I'll tell you, it's painful, but it's really, really worth it. And uh, I'm, I'm going to try to see him once a week now. I, I, I feel that the people that utilize this technique um, are, are, are very wise. It does a lot more for you than just take away your, your pain. Uh, the, the one year that I did ART quite a bit, uh, 2007, for the North Americans, I did ART once a week um, all the way through my prep for North Americans. And I, I still say to this day that, although I'm a lot bigger now, that that was the most separated I've ever been at a show. And I, and I truly believe it's because they can get in between the muscles and break down the scar tissue and, and help improve your separation with what they do. PJ, so let me ask you, why did, uh, why did the tricep... You said he put blood into it, so it looked bigger, like it was pumped, I imagine. When you have it normally pumped after doing cables, it doesn't look that big? No, because what's happening is the tissue becomes, quote-unquote, dead. Uh, the, the ART therapists, massagers, they'll, they'll use that term, dead tissue, because the tissue is so congested with junk, with garbage, that blood cannot get into the area. Hmm. So you're training the muscle... And blood is getting into certain parts, but there's that area that is so congested, blood cannot get in there. So those fibers don't get worked anymore, and they become, quote-unquote, dead. Interesting. Uh, and what he basically did is wakes up those fibers. He puts the blood into the fibers and basically wakes it back up again. Um, and I actually trained, and I'll tell you, the day after ART, boy, you're sore. You are sore. You're not going to be able to train the day after uh, maybe after you've been doing it for a few weeks, but if it's the first time, I was really, really sore everywhere he worked on me. Um, and um, I um, I took the next day off. I went to the gym on Saturday, and, and I did arms. And as per his advice, I only went about 70% of what I would normally do, which is, you know, as you know from training with me, I don't do heavy weights for my arms anyway. And the pump that I got within a few minutes was incredible. Um it was really, really, uh, it was just, I can't say enough about how, how much I, I, I love ART therapy. And it's not to kiss Derek's ass because, you know, Dr. Mike is outstanding as well. Um, but to get somebody that can do that for you, and, and Derek even said, he's like, once I learn your body, he's like, you'll be surprised. He's like, how good that you're really, really going to feel. Because it's, 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 it's increasing your range of motion it's re- it's increasing the amount of blood flow that you can get to the muscles so you can heal more you can expand the fascia more i mean there's so many good things that can come from this it's pretty interesting how bad did it hurt that's what i was wondering the whole time i have a very high pain tolerance and i said that to derek which i'm sure you know he's probably like ah whatever you know what i mean but when we were done he actually said he was like you're a kid man he was like a couple of things i did to you most people are grabbing me tell me to stop He's like, you do have a really high pain tolerance. And I said, it's a, it's not necessarily a good thing because I've pushed myself through pain to injuring myself really bad, not knowing that things were a lot worse than they really were because of my pain tolerance. Was so, so, it, so it didn't hurt that much? No, some of the things that he did hurt pretty bad. Um, when he was digging into my armpit, that hurt pretty damn bad. Ugh, I don't like uh, the sound of that. I, don't, I wouldn't want anybody digging into my uh, armpit. And there was, one, there was one, he, one he did where he was going from... Um, my shoulder up into like my chest up around my collarbone that hurt really really bad interesting i I don't know i I need to get it done there's a guy here at at powerhouse um tampa bay downtown powerhouse that uh that offered to do it for me and uh, i would put it on video he works in all the yankees he's like the yankees art guy and since it's they're not they're not here 
obviously they're in New York right now. So uh, he's kind of like freelance. He works at the gym, like oh, you know, takes on clients, any kind of. He does a lot of bodybuilders, but uh, I think he'll take on just about anybody. And uh, and mm-hmm. so uh, you know, the owner Matt there told him that I'm I'm there for RX, and, and he wanted to do it. And I, I'm assuming he'd like me to put it on video for him to get uh, people interested in, in ART, and I guess more specifically doing it with him. But I was worried because he told me he's like he's like it's going to hurt a lot. He's like just so you know, you know, it's going to hurt. And I was like, oh, now you kind of talk me talking me out of it. But you're saying it's worth the pain. Mm-hmm. Yes, without a doubt, it's worth the pain. Without a doubt. I'm going to tell you another thing that's worth the pain, PJ. The pain of itching as I grow my beard into epic proportions. Ah, the beard challenge. Yes, explain to our listeners the beard challenge. So, uh, I, uh, I think, I don't remember who came up with it. I think it was my idea, or maybe it was Dave's idea. Um, Dave, nobody's ever seen Dave without a, uh, without being clean shaven because Dave actually shaves at least once a day. Sometimes if we're at shows, he'll shave in the morning and then again before the night show. Uh, can you ever okay. remember seeing Dave with some scruff? I've never seen Dave with even a little bit of a five o'clock shadow. No, he shaves, he, he'll shave every day or sometimes more than once. So, um, he always tells me that uh, he has a good beard, and, and you know you've seen me. Uh, I grow hair everywhere. I mean, my name is Chewbacca, right? After all, so it would make mm-hmm. sense that I'd be hairy, and and I and I'm not usually hairy because I shave, but um, I can grow a yeah. pretty good beard. So we came up with this challenge to grow the beard and see uh, to not shave it, and uh, and see whose beard was better. And uh, by better, I mean thicker, fuller, more luxurious, and uh, mm-hmm. and just sexier. Um, by the day, uh, by Friday, which we'll be doing the, the uh, TV taping of the Heavy Muscle Radio in New York, I'll be there for the smart training course and to do the TV show, the radio show, and whatever else Dave uh, wants me to do. I'm sure he'll be putting me to work to do all kinds of stuff, um, as he, as Dave does, you know. Um, so uh, we, uh, we've got this challenge. And it's, i got to say, it's not a long challenge. Dave started uh, uh, five days ago, and I got a two-day late start. Because my shaving, people threw a fit because I didn't shave the goatee area down low enough. I didn't get rid of the goatee. So I had to restart two days later. But my beard is growing very fast, PJ. And the fact that I shaved all my neck beard. So I have no neck beard. I just have a face beard. It's very pronounced and extremely itchy. Have you ever tried to really grow a real beard before? I don't grow hair well. No. Um, When I had uh, mono, I didn't shave for about 15 days, um, which is the longest I've ever gone. And I, I had a very uh, white trash, kind of like skater trash, <laughs> just very hairy neck. My neck got very hairy, but not so much on my face. It was very patchy. Uh, and the, the, the coloration was interesting. There were some red hairs in there that I didn't expect. Um, so I, I can't grow a beard for, for, for anything. Well, mine is uh, in full swing, and uh, I'm... Uh, it's it's getting it's getting a little annoying because you know you know you I let my I went three days it before itches. yeah I went three days before but this is now approaching uh, is is about the point where it starts to bother me enough that I have to shave obviously I don't go into work where I have to shave regularly um, and I don't really like shaving my face that much you know, I do it as little as possible but it gets to a point about right now where it starts to bother me and uh, and that and that's where I'm at so um, I'm not going to quit I posted a uh, progress picture. In our thread of the Greer, the, I think I called it the Great Beard Growing Challenge or something like that, uh, on RX okay. on the main forum, 
And, uh, and I, and I called Dave out. I said, did you see my picture? I texted him. He said, yeah, I saw your picture. And I said, it looks pretty spectacular, huh? And he said, uh, <laughs> he said, uh, something to the extent of, uh, that I'm, that I already, uh, I already look like a, a towel head or something like that. Um, so I went to the thread and I looked and Dave said, you're only, you only so hairy because you're taking five grams of test. So the excuses, <laughs> the excuses are already starting. Now, you know, but a lot of people don't realize that Dave Palumbo does not like to lose in anything. And, uh, no. no, I mean, you would think like the beer growing challenge means nothing right. In the grand scheme of things to Dave Palumbo, he does not get involved in a contest unless he believes that he can win. Um, of so course. like, yeah, he's not going to go and be like, yeah, let's see, Aaron, let's see who can bench press more. He'll never do that. Uh, even he wouldn't even uh-huh. do a squat off with me because he wouldn't want there to be a chance that he would lose. But he felt yeah. very confident about the beer growing thing or he wouldn't participated. And now I think he's starting to get a little nervous and uh, the excuse is already beginning to flow. Is he using any any uh, supplementation to accelerate his hair growth? Now he might be. You never know. He uh, he told me his hair is coming in very gray. Those, uh... Oh, really? Interesting. Well, he is a uh, he's Italian, so the, he's got the hairy Italian gene, I'm sure. And he's got the hairy Jewish gene, so he's got two two good so hairy genes. I I would I, w- I would believe that Dave could grow. A pretty spectacular beard. I feel you guys should stretch this out to longer than a week. I don't think you can really grow all that impressive of a beard in one week. I think people are going to be surprised with what I what I bring to the table. My package is going to my, my beard package is going to impress a lot of people this time out. PJ. Speaking of of, of not shaving things, and um, if our listeners are disgusted by this, I'm sorry. But through all the moving and everything else that I've had going on, I have not shaved my pubes. In, in quite some time, which is not like me. I like to keep my pubes trimmed up. How? How you don't, you don't shave when you shave your chest? You just leave your pubes? I haven't been shaving anything. Um, I'm not very hairy, so not hey, yeah. We're having we're having phone difficulties again. Keep talking. Let's see if we need to stop and start again. Oh my god! Seriously, fucking give me a break. Yeah, your phone. Can you hear me? You're, yeah, you're, we're good. You're, we're going to keep going. Your phone has given us problems throughout the show. You, uh, another bad thing about California, they don't, uh, they, they do not like Verizon uh, cell phones over there. Apparently, apparently where I live. Um, can you hear me where yeah. I am now? Yeah, you're good. You're good. All right, good. Your pubes. So, you're on your uh, pubes. Yeah, it's on to my back to my pubes. Very important. Um, so I have always been proud. Of my trimmed pubic area, I always proud of it. That area, yeah, because you know what, some guys they don't care to keep that area trim. You know, they'll just let it get all bushy and disgusting. When you say trim, style. you're confusing the trim. You you're talking about trim or, or completely uh, shaven. I, I don't take like like a razor's edge. I thought I explained this to you. I thought I taught you this trick that you you can use. No, the... I use clippers on a zero setting. Uh, but you can cut your nuts like that though, PJ. Or cut your I, I have I have over the years frequently cut my nuts like that. I do on occasion get in there with the razor and, and, and give it a smooth job. Uh, like obviously when I compete I do that. Why would you not? Though, why, balls, explain why you would not. Plastic. Why would you prefer the trimmer over the razor when the razor is safer and you get a better job because, done? Because psychologically, when when I know that somebody's going to be sucking on my balls, I want there to be a little bit of hair in their mouth. Why? Why would you like want that? Psychological. I'm just kidding. I totally made that up. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just never. Uh, I I just don't like to mess with that. The, the actual sack area 
the skin there is, 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 I don't like to mess with that skin too much. And although you can put the razor on there and stretch it out and get a good job done, it's still, there's something about it that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Mm. And, uh, you couldn't believe like that the first time I told everything. you that. Remember when I was at your house? It was because I'm really not all that hairy. Even what I have going on right now, by like 70s porno standards, it, it would be disappointing. You know, you'd be like, why is that man so, so lacking hair? But <laughs> for my own, the little bit of hair they do have has gotten uncontrollably long, and, and I, I'm really excited about cutting it. I told uh, my girlfriend that I am like the opposite of Samson. Like Samson's strength was in his hair. Uh, and when that bitch Delilah came and cut his hair off, he lost all his powers. Yeah. But I am actually the opposite. As my pubic hair grows, and it's only for my pubes, not my head. As my pubic hair grows, I actually get weaker and less of a man. So I have to keep it trimmed so I can have my power the way I want. So you're more virile with the less hair. Why not go all, yeah. if that's the truth, PJ, why not go all out and just suck it up and use a, a bicket? I, I do that on occasion. I do that on occasion. But For you know a special, what special you occasion? If you do that and then have copious amounts of sex like I do, what happens is you, you increase your chances of razor burn, which is not a fun time. Not a good time at all. Oh, I got you. I got you. At least you have a reason. I appreciate that. That's yes. gay. That's very gay of you, PJ. That's very, very gay of me. And, uh, I'm, 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 when it comes to my pubes, I'm really gay. I'm very, very gay when it comes to my pubes. You know, I really think that now that we're we're on such a high note, this is a good time to end the show for this week. We're at the hour mark, or right about an hour. PJ, um, thank you for that about your pubes. And um, this was a very gay show, I believe. And uh, I hope we did... Uh... Do, you, do you... Yeah? Not to cut you off, but do you think that people will start using the word gay in a more positive light now that we've done this show. Almost certainly, PJ. Almost certainly. I'm, I'm expecting to see all over the boards now. People are being like, wow, the, the, instead of like epic, they're going to say gay. It's gay. It's, that's, yeah, that's gay. Are they going to be like, yeah, right. instead of no homo, it's going to be like, yes, homo. Hell yeah, gay as hell. <laughs> so um, I, hope, I hope we did Spiky Smith proud. I, yeah, I'm interested in Spiky Smith's feedback, definitely. Uh, more than anybody else's, I really want to hear Spikey's. Yep. So uh, this weekend, I head off to New York, leaving Thursday with Darielle Gaines. And uh, you will be in sunny California, enjoying the weather, maybe doing something fun this weekend? No plans as of yet, but it's uh, who would have thought you'd be heading up to New York and I wouldn't be there? I know. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. You would think that we'd be able to hang out this weekend. I know. It's kind of sad. You should get a 40 and tip a little bit out for me when you're there. Absolutely. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll get a little gray goose and tip a little bit out for you. <laughs> I, that. Uh, I know that's uh, your preferred vodka. And as you know, it's, uh, it's uh, not anymore. Not anymore. No, friend. no, I have stepped it up a little bit and, uh, I have decided that gray goose I feel has a, and you know, they say it's so bazillion times distilled and this and that, but I feel like gray goose, it it, it 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 gets like syrupy almost to me. It's a little thicker. When it's very cold, I, it does well, get syrupy. I, yeah, I have gotten very fond of Kettle One. Is my new preferred vodka is the Kettle. I like Kettle One. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a bottle and uh, I will try it out with that in mind, PJ. I'll take that recommendation very seriously, and I will buy one and test it out and uh, see if I agree with you. Yeah, so I'm gonna send you some as one of your gifts. 
one of your Hanukkah gifts that I'm late on. Yeah, well, I haven't gotten shit yet, so it's not the thought that counts in this case. You have to actually send something. Yes, yes, I will. Uh, my, well, it's going to be my birthday gift, and in January 23rd is my birthday, so uh, you're gonna you're gonna need to be really making up if you want anything for your birthday, asshole. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, so that's it for this week, PJ. Um, it was fun as always. And if people want to reach you for uh, training or to tell you what they think of the show or to insult you or ask for some dirty underwear, they can uh, reach you at brawnfitness at yahoo.com, right? PJ Braun Fitness. I oh, know, I oh that was a big mistake. PJ yeah. Braun Fitness is your uh, is your um, your that at sign. Yeah, your at sign for Twitter at sign Braun Fitness, yeah. and uh, you can reach me all, yeah. as always, Jubaka at rxmuscle.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter, Aaron Singerman, one word. And uh, that's the show for this week. We want some more shout outs. I know people love this stuff. You know, back in the off topic days, we would have the thread up before the show would come up kind of as a preview and people yeah. would ask for the shout outs in advance that way. But uh, we don't do it. Unfortunately, the thread doesn't get put up like that anymore. So and we don't do the show live. Hell, we don't know, even know when we're going to do the show. So putting up the thread, uh, having Jeff put up the thread, you know, we don't know when to tell Jeff to put the thread up. So send it on Twitter and you can send it right now as you're listening. Go to Twitter and uh and hit us up. Also, I want to make a, a, a really good um, – something I wrote in the gossip column, and I think people should uh, – bodybuilding fans out there should go ahead and do this. If you have Twitter, go and use the hash sign. That's the trend sign. Stay strong Vic for Victor Martinez. You put stay strong Vic in that hash sign in front of it. You write anything you want, and MHP will take that tweet and will put it in a letter and mail it to Victor Martinez and his holding cell in uh, Kearney, New Jersey, why he awaits uh, his final trial date. Um, and I'm sure that Victor would appreciate people sending him some nice messages and tell him they're thinking about him, sending him positive vibes. I am imagining he's probably pretty lonely in there, and any message means something, you know? Yeah, it's cool that they're doing that. Um, you know, we wish the best for him. Absolutely. Situation. Absolutely. So that's it for this week, PJ. Thank you very much. And it's now your responsibility to go find us two songs to put in the middle and in the end. And I also want to say thank you. Before I, if we end this, I want to say thank you to Iron Mag Labs and Robert DiMaggio, who re-signed me again for uh, all of 212. So uh, very wow. exciting. Yeah, very exciting to be back. Very exciting. Yeah, 100% uh, with Iron Mag Labs for another year. And we've got some exciting plans. Obviously, everybody knows and you know their products are pretty amazing. Uh, for something that's legal that you can buy for fifty dollars, it doesn't get much better than that. You know. Well, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, sir. So um, that's it for this week, PJ. Talk to you soon with those songs, and yep. see everybody. Uh, hopefully next week.